Hello, and welcome to Adventures in One Love podcast. This is a place that you will find raw, unedited audio of interviews that we've conducted with different people. So let's get in it. We are here talking with my brother, Derek. Derek, thank you for being with us on Adventures. Life is an adventure with the Lord. Amen. You know, something that you... Um, that you mention and I and I and you model it uh, that I've seen so far, right in our in our connection and in our walk, is the is the call to be an Acts to church. It is something the Lord showed me, and I was like, I like the idea, but people don't want it. It's it, it requires a real trust, not only for God, but it requires trust amongst one another. One another, but when you have that mix of orphans and sons, the orphans are not trusting. So explain the Acts two call for those who may not understand that, and how are you exercising that in God set me free worldwide? Yeah. Um, first, I want to say that the the it's funny because I read Acts at. Bleh. I read Acts chapter two and I didn't get impacted. I read a book by Francis Chan called Letters to the Church. And the first page in the first paragraph, he makes this mention and he says, if you were stranded on an island with nothing but the Bible and you knew nothing about Christianity and you read the book and you got back, is the Christianity that you see today anything like it was supposed to be in the Bible? Come on. And if it isn't, what are you going to do about it? That marked me. Like, it completely set me ablaze. What is Acts chapter 2 to me? It is my Lord and Savior hung naked on a cross so that we would not be veiled before anybody and before the Father. His vulnerability, like his, his ascent to Calvary meant I get full access to the kingdom of God. And anybody who believes with me has that same access. That's right. Amen. American Christianity has privatized Christianity. Come on. But Acts chapter 2 is the complete contrast. American Christianity has settled for Sundays and a Bible study. Acts chapter 2 settled for sell everything you own and be together. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything that hasn't already been said. And what, we're, what the example is for God set me free has already been modeled, but it's been modeled by the bride that I read about in the Holy Word. Amen. What are we doing? My heart for missions was it needs a reformation. I believe that missionaries were so destination focused mm -hmm. that they didn't, they forgot how to be on mission everywhere that they were. And I, and please understand, I get that there's like, when some people go to like Africa or Mozambique or places where it's hostile and there's warfare, like you want to come back and you want to rest. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I've watched so many people be on mission to go like to this place and be so destination focused that they forget that they're also a Christian right here in Dallas, Texas, in Orlando, Florida, mm -hmm. in Fort Lauderdale. Like, so you should be living on mission here if you're that excited to go do it over there. Yes. 
Yes. Um, my heart is to grab a hold of the missionaries that are destination focused and teach them what sonship looks like and cultivate a place where we would be able to harness inner healing, deliverance, sonship, discipleship. We can do that all before the trip even starts. How do we do that? We actually get to know each other and we actually form community before we get there. So many people have told me like, yeah, you know, we're going to Peru. We're going to do this thing. Like, oh, cool. Who are you going with? I don't know. We're going to meet them when we get there. I'm like, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Why, Why is it hard for me? Because when I read John 15 and I see a commandment that Jesus laid down, he said, no greater love would be one that would lay down his life for his friends. I don't lay down my life for people I don't know. Like, I want to know the people that I'm going with. Like, I stood in the favelas of Sao Paulo, Brazil, with 13 people that I knew would die for me. Wow. Not only did I know that they would die for God, but he would die for me. Like, he or she would die for me. There's a trust that's embedded in community and in discipleship and fellowship that happens based off of that scripture. So if I can establish a trust with you, and we can, di- we can identify both our undying affection to the Lord and then as a brother and a sister, like, you know that you're safe with me when we go somewhere. Like, that, that sets you on fire. Like, you get to go. Yeah. You get to go be everything that the Lord has made you to be because you have full confidence in the trust behind everything that you're doing. It's beyond just faith. It's, it's like, this is, why, this is why they counted it joy when they were locked in prison together. This is why they were willing to be crucified and beheaded because they were doing this together Mm -hmm. and they were like i'm not fearing anybody to retreat in this moment you know and i'm telling you there's a book called jesus freaks like the voice of martyrs they've destroyed everything about me in a good way like we're here crying over like blown tires when there's like actual kids being shot and killed for their faith and like there's just testimony after testimony of just like what people did for their faith. That's right. And so how do we model this? We don't plan a trip if there's not enough time to have active discipleship like beforehand. Mm-hmm. We meet once a week as a team. And then we have this really interesting journey. Shout out to um, Dr. Carey. He created a book series called The Abba Journey. I love this. And the Abba Foundation um, was this was created out of a lack of discipleship in his own heart. I mean, he was, the, he was the head of the pastoral care for Robert Morris's church for 20 years. And one day the Lord woke him up and said, what fruit are you bearing and what are their names? And he couldn't answer the question. The head of the pastoral team. I mean, I love Robert Morris. I love his church. It's thriving. It's mm-hmm. huge. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody knows the name. He leaves the church. He goes on a journey with his wife. They build out this, this, this book series. And the, the, the base story of this is, how do we see the Father? I'm going to jump in right here real fast and remind you to make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel, Adventures in One Love, where we're constantly posting videos and updates that are a little more short-form content. If you enjoy uh, the podcast, you'll definitely enjoy our videos. Now back to the content. The first book, how do we see the father? If we can see the father correctly, 
then the second book teaches us how to see Holy Spirit correctly. That's so. And when we see Holy Spirit so correctly, then we know how to implement Him on Earth. That's right, Amen. But everybody can just read a book by himself and just get the knowledge. What he wanted to do was he wanted to create the book series to be experienced, and so what he developed was called triads. So each of my team members they break up with two other people of the same sex, and we get together and we do the book series together. Why? Because what he developed after 20 years of ministry, and he's probably had more, but one-on-one, um, -on -one, someone becomes a mentor, someone becomes a mentee. Mm -hmm. Four or more, somebody can retreat in the corner and not say nothing. Mm -hmm. But when there's just three, there leaves no room for someone to hide, and there always leaves another voice for someone to participate. It's the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And so the, the goal of this model is... If there's enough time allotted, three people would be able to do the first book together before we even get to the trip. And that first book is so crucial because how we see the Father means how we manifest Him on earth. That's right. That's and so right. My, my goal is long prep time for short doing time. And you're going to do, it's going to happen, but let's do the prep time first Yeah. because what the fruit of that model has become for me in my ministry, people that have left these trips are the best of friends now, like long lasting fruitful yeah. relationships, no matter where they were in the country. Like I have friends that are in Houston that are connected to people in California, so you know, like Canada, like it's just, it's beautiful to see that there was evidence of like long lasting communal relationships. Mm -hmm. And that has always been my desire for the people coming that. on. So I want to I want to encourage everyone to check out your ministry. Uh, I love I love the challenge, and I'm I'm sending out a challenge to whoever's hearing this. How can we look like true brothers and sisters? How can we look like family? Like we we love each other. Yeah, that we get along. That I want the best for you. That I'm willing to give even if I'm not going to get yeah. anything. Uh, I, I really hope that they're encouraged to, to press into that because it doesn't take anything. There's no special anointing. We all can do it. It Obviously just takes, not. and then you're right. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's just the intentionality of, I want to, I want to be the church that God has called the church to be. I want to be a part of that. So I just, how can people get connected with God Sent Me Free Worldwide? Yeah, um, our website's the main point of view. It's, you know, GodSentMeFree.com. Um, our Instagram handle is GSMFWorldwide. Um, you'll see on our website the upcoming trips that we have. Uh, you'll see some of the evidence of our previous trips. Um, and you can sign up for a newsletter. Uh, that we'll put out once a month just to give people constant updates as far as what the ministry is doing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I am very excited uh, because I am going to jump in on one of your teams. Yeah. And so, you know me, I'll, I'll tell you about <laughs> it. I'll give you all the goods. Yeah. No, I'm excited because what God is doing on your 22 acres and, and, you have a really cool project that you're going to be working on that I am so privileged to get like a sneak peek into. And y'all, we're going to, One Love is going to support God Send Me Free and we're going to be documenting the process with you. But you're like legit documenting the process. I am. Share a little bit about that. And yeah. and, and what what are the needs that are 
come with that? Yeah. So when I when I landed in Puerto Rico, when I moved there, um, the Lord told me, if you're not forerunning, you're just chasing the devil. <laughs> um, and why he said that was because I don't know nothing about farming. Like I grew up in New York. Like, no, no. I, I married a farmer. <laughs> you know, like there's no way. Um, so I did what any millennial would do. I started watching documentaries and YouTube and I started to get an understanding. But being an eagle, I started to recognize that all of these documentaries were sending the same message. Mother Earth. And, you know, this is what these rocks are doing for us. And it, it, so there's this, there was this hidden agenda of just this new age spirituality behind it all. And I was like, no, like God is creator. It's a mixed like, message. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always tell people this. And I, I hope if you watch this, I'm sorry, but if the founder of Tom's was never saved, he goes to hell. Like his mission is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like he has a beautiful mission, but none of that matters. So the fad right now in the world is how do we become sustainable? How do we farm? Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. do all these things. Like, so everyone's mission is beautiful, but if, if it's unto like witchcraft and new age, like we're missing the mark. That's right. So the Lord put it on my heart, like forerun this, make a documentary about this very thing. Make a documentary about the two things that mark your life, faith and the reality of heaven and hell and God as creator. And so we're going to create a documentary where we're going to incorporate the people that know agriculture, the people that have done the farm stuff, because I haven't like, and we're going to blend them into the story of faith. Like people, I really want you to know, like I'm barely saved. Like I love saying that. Why? Because 2019 was not long ago, but look at what the Lord has done in three years. Come Imagine on. what he'll do in another four. Amen. People need to see this because we've been in fear for so long and we've been hiding behind stained glass and big walls and we need to tear them down and start building tables. I want people to sit at the table the Bible says that the enemy is present at every table that the Lord establishes, but he'll never eat, meaning he can be present, but he'll never partake. And of the dishes that are sitting in front of me, they look like joy, favor, faith, Come on. healing. Yes, Lord. You know what I mean? Like I can eat all of this in front of it. him and it. smile with my mouth full. Amen. So that's that's what I want. Like I want that to happen for the people of Puerto Rico, for the missionaries to come to join on. Like. I want it all to be evidence of my heart. And I can do that well through through media because like we have a way to reach. This is the modern day scribing. Yep. Like they yep. did it in the past with, you know, parchment and ink. Now we get to do it with video and audio. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so it, it, perspective though, y'all. Like <laughs> this documentary, you plan on it taking how long? As long as it takes. Okay, but you, you I said me, 10 years. You said 10 years. I yeah. was like, whoo, brother, that's some dedication. Amen. Yeah. I'm excited. And I believe that is what Puerto Rico needs. It's, I'm telling you, it is exactly in line with what the Lord is showing us through our partnerships with Hacienda Tres Angeles and in the coffee and the arts. And I mean, y'all, yeah. God has breadcrumbs for you to <laughs> follow the breadcrumbs because it's so exciting when you discover it. But I'm excited for what God is doing for you and your your team at God Set Me Free Worldwide 
We're excited to partner with you. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to share my experience on, on the team. Uh, this first trip is going to be really instrumental. Could you just share yeah. the littlest bit about what we, the goal of the trip? Yeah. Um, on a, on a spiritual level, like this is the first fruits to the father. Like whew, he is giving me the best of the best because you guys are the first fruits that I can offer him. Amen. Like every single person that's going on this trip in March is the best fruit that I could offer him. It's the first time that all of us are going to see the land. And um, through my one of my spiritual fathers, he, he came up with a really amazing idea. Um, we don't even know what's there. Like, I know that there are coffee trees. I know that there are fruit plants. I know that there's platanos. I know that there's stuff there. Mm-hmm. But we also don't know. But we also don't know what's there. So for me... What we're going to do on this trip is we're going to spend half the time creating trails. And I want every individual to be able to create a trail and then let Holy Spirit stop them at a place where they can build a prayer uh, prayer platform. And they can build this prayer platform and they can offer up an incense to the Lord in mm. that spot. And I want that to just be it. Like I'm not because this one is offering. The next trip is foundational. Amen. I can't build upon anything that's not already sown in the Lord. Mm. And so this trip is solely evangelism and literally creating trails. And that's all I want. Like, I want this to be well documented. I want people to see this property. I want people that are on the trip to know, like, like we're not going there to do handwork. We're going to pray. Yeah. We're going to sow in the spirit what I've already heard the Lord say he would do. Amen. And, you know, and I don't want it to be this like working for 12 hours and then come come back and just we're completely dead. No, like let's fellowship. Let's worship. Let's lift up an incense to the Lord. Like That's beautiful. I'm tired of people lifting up potion and not incense. So this is what we do on this trip. <laughs> I know so, that was a loaded question. No, but I, I'm so excited. And I do think that the Lord is redefining what the mission trip looks like. I think that experience of going and being the hands and feet of our Savior, it does. it's going to look a little different. And, and I will personally attest to the fact that I believe that most mission trips should be like suffering for jesus like that was my foundation to like missions was like if you're going on a mission trip you are suffering for the lord (laughs) hey i'm gonna interrupt real fast to remind you that you can find out more information about our ministry on our website oneloveunited.org there you can come help support us prayfully consider to to donate uh, to support our ministry as we're trying to share the love of christ with others and help them to understand their true identity in christ and my our first mission trip as a couple was to St. Croix and it was magnificent <laughs> and it was beautiful and we were we were treated with so much love and honor and community we were greeted with by family but i left feeling like i didn't do enough right because i was still operating in that orphan mentality and and it was uncomfortable to to receive i'm happy to give but I'm not always comfortable to receive. And I really love that the Lord is retraining our idea of what it looks like to go be Jesus to the world. What if our life was the suffering for Jesus and the mission trip was our vacation? 
I mean, can I, can I, can I, can I get an amen that that's exactly what my life looks like right now? Like my life is that it feels like that. And, and I think to your point, the, the process that you do with the team building, you know, our missions pastor has always shared, like we do the, the warfare happens before we touch ground. Amen. We're doing the work. We're interceding. We are. We're all the work is done before we even get there. Yeah. And and I do believe that God is not just interested in what you can do for Him. That's what He had to teach me. He's like, I'm I'm not interested in what you can do for me. I'm just interested in you. Yeah. And so in that, He's healing us. He's teaching us about that community. So I love that the process is not just to go and serve the land. It is. Let's go be family. Yeah. So I love it. I'm excited to share the journey with you guys. I want to thank you, Derek, for being with us on Adventures. Guys, check out God Set Me Free. Uh, it is, it, give us the Instagram handle again because it's Yeah, unique. it's GSMF Worldwide. Get it. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on Adventures in One Love. Remember, it starts with one and it starts with you. Amen. Peace. Don't, don't stop yet. I'm going to do one more section on the book to super quick. Sorry. <laughs> don't be mad. It's already, what are you at right now? Where are you at? Okay, so that means there's only got 10 minutes left. No, I had five. Okay. I just want to do a quick blurb yep. on the book. Okay. So we are here talking with Derek Diaz, the founder of God Set Me Free Worldwide and the author <laughs> of Why Did I Get Saved? And I love the subtitle, y'all. How Christianity failed me, but Jesus filled me. <laughs> uh, you know, part of what we do at One Love is we encourage the gifts. We encourage creativity. We want to empower people like, hey, if God can do it through you, he can do it through them. Yeah. So share about your book, about the process a little bit. And what, I mean, like, what led you to write a book? Yeah. You wrote a book. Uh, the best way that I could describe the most traumatic season of my life was to write it down. Mm. But I realized that when I started to write it down, I was writing it down from a very orphan place. So the journey of the book was really beautiful. I tell people it took two years to write, but I only wrote it in two days. There was one day back in January of 2019 where I wrote about 70 pages in one day. And then I woke up the next day and half of the book was gone. Like somehow <laughs> word, word deleted, like half the book. And I was like, ah, I'm scared. Like what's I had engineer friends trying to like find it. Oh, it was no. just, it was gone. But I love the story because then about a year and a half later, I'm sitting in a coffee shop in Dallas and the Lord's like, open up your laptop. And he gives me the download for the rest of the book. And I finished. And so, yes, it took two years from the moment that like the birth, like the birth of the book started to the end of it. But I really only wrote it in two days. And wow. um, my encouragement to people was this was self-published. I had to find three different artists to create the book cover. I won't like you'll have to get the book, but there's a very specific, beautiful like outline to why the book cover is what it is. But also on top of that, um, there's a story about T.D. Jakes as to why I did it this way. I don't know if y'all know this, but we wouldn't have T.D. Jakes 
if it wasn't for self-publishing. When he wrote his first book, Women Thou Are Loosed. Y'all, can we talk about that book? I'm going to have to do an episode about that book. (laughs) I don't know if you knew this. Every editor and publisher was going to change almost everything about the book. Wow. (sighs) He had to come to his wife with tears in his eyes. I do remember this story. And asked her, I need to spend our entire life savings Mm -hmm. in order to publish this book the way that I want it to be done. Can I do it? And she said, yes. And y'all, like, they poured out their entire life savings to do that book. That book has sold Mm. over 6 million copies. Like, he would have been a little West Virginian pastor for the rest of his life if he wouldn't have self-published and he wouldn't have had the cosign of his wife. Like, that's why I modeled this way. Because I knew that I was going to have eyes on it. I, I can't write grammatically. Like, I had editors' eyes on this but they knew like, I'm not going to budge on what I'm saying. I actually remember my first editor saying, this is probably going to be the worst book that you ever write. That is so encouraging. It really was. <laughs> um, and she said, I don't know. I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. I actually thanked her in the book um, because had I not got that rebuke, when the next person that edited the book saw it, he said the same thing she said. And then he read it again and said, I'm so sorry. Like I actually was in a religious spirit because you were offending me about my Christianity. Wow. This is a book you have to read twice and be honest. Like, and they had to read it twice because they were reading it from a editorial perspective. Right. right? right. They didn't get the story. Um, so I self published, um, my creative director who is now on God sent me free worldwide, like on staff, like she's the one who, like came through and did the design work, uh, did the whole thing herself, like painted it, the whole thing. And what's her name? Her name out. is Deanna Guillen. She, she got the post cred. And, um, and yeah, I wrote the book because it, the story didn't become about me anymore. It was about what I understood about my testimony that I think people needed to hear. And I wrote a little insert there. I said, may the pages of this book take me places my tongue can't. Amen. Because I believe that this could be a tool for people that don't know Christ to hear like someone who did or thought he did. Mm-hmm. Because this is the kind of raunchy story that people don't talk about in Christianity. Well, I'm excited. I, I personally haven't read it. I got to keep it real, but I am going to read it. Uh, I can get through this in like a little bit. I can read this real quick. Yeah. Uh, but check it out. Where can people Where can people find it? Yeah, um, they can find it at GodSentMeFree.com or they can find it on Amazon. Like it's in Apple, whatever that's called. Awesome. Like you can get the ebook or the uh, the paperback. Awesome. Well, check it out. God set me free worldwide. Derek Diaz. Why did I get saved? This is his book. If you made it all the way to the end, we want to say thank you. I hope you subscribe, like, um, check out our YouTube channel. Make sure that you're subscribed for more content, and we'll see you with the next clip. God bless.